Welcome to River of Life Church Sermon of the Week. You'll be able to find all sermons and podcasts at our website at goriver.org forward slash media or other streaming platforms. To access all resources, visit us online at goriver.org. Now be equipped and encouraged by today's message. It's good to have you guys here today. Uh, thank you so much for braving the cold to be out here. I appreciate a lot of my pastor friends that live across the United States. They all shut down today. I said, what a bunch of wimps. <laughs> they need to come on over here to, to Wisconsin to feel what it's really like, right? And so uh, uh, those Indiana people, boy, they don't know nothing. That's who shut down their church. Sorry, Quentin. They don't, man. They just, uh, it's 12 degrees outside. Oh, brother. We eat supper outside when it's 12 degrees. <laughs> I will say, though, um, uh, first of all, we are going to preach, okay? So turn, turn to Matthew chapter 7, uh, 13 through 14. We're going to read out of there in just a moment. But um, I will say, if you caught the game last night at all, I would have hated to be out there in that weather. Just, just, if someone just even would have just poked me, I would have been like, get off me. I'm done. So um, I'm excited for all the things happening and what God's doing. Um, I'm really, really excited about today. I'm going to unveil for you today. Um, not yet. Let's not put that scripture up yet, quite yet. Hannah, okay, just go back to, uh, nope, wrong one. It's been one of those mornings with the technical department, and I tell you, just all over the place, soundboards crashing, just all kinds of crazy stuff. The demons came out to play today. Um, so every year... Um, Every year since I've been here, okay, which is going on 10 years now, every year since I've been here, we set out to listen to the Lord to see how the Lord is going to shape our year, okay? See how the Lord's going to shape our year. And um, some people like to talk about resolutions. It's still early enough in the year here we can talk about this. Some people have resolutions they go after. Some people do that. Um, a resolution is a goal that we chase, that we try to implement in our everyday lives and routines, which resolutions are great. Goals are great to set out for, and those are awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, because a lot of people in today's world and society are goal-less. <laughs> they have no goals. They have no aim. They have no mission. They have no, no direct. They have nothing. They just kind of just, whatever happens, happens, and whatever happens, happens. Look, we can live our lives that way, but you will get mixed up in some bad theology, some bad thinking, some, some ways that construct your mind to think certain ways that are unhealthy, that are not right, that are not fit for us as believers. And so I always encourage, just like Paul did in Corinthians chapter nine, I always encourage people to have a mission. I don't beat the air aimlessly, as Paul says. I don't beat the air aimlessly, right? Because if we do, we're gonna get tossed and thrown by the winds of the wave that are definitely here in our, in our country, Amen. They're definitely here. You don't know what to believe. You don't know who to believe. You don't know what's happening right now. Right now, we got the new thing. The new distraction is all these UFOs floating around everywhere. The government just so happened to release these at the perfect timing where stuff's going on. And so it just is so wild. And so I just want to encourage you to have these goals. And, um, and so, but instead of, instead of talking to you about what are the top 10, top 10 resolutions for the year, we said that last week, I want to talk to you a little bit about just real quick, my goals this year. Okay. 
Not about trends or fads. These are things that I'm, I'm personally applying to my own personal life. Um, and, and hopefully this will encourage you as well along the way. So here's the number one goal for me is instead of constantly adding more to my plate, I'm going to cut out non-priorities to focus on what matters most. Amen? Snip, snip, snap, snap. Take things out that don't matter. Instead of riding the roller coaster of hustle and burnout, I build on momentum day by day. I want to build on momentum day by day. Instead of longing for the weekend and vacation, I want to structure each day and each week to fuel me. Those are the three goals that I'm going to implement this year into my life. These are three things that I'm going to try to live by the best that I can. Okay. And I feel like this year, 2024, is going to be a year of intentionality and focus. Okay, good. I just want to make sure you're with me. All right. I believe this year, 2024, is going to be a year of intentionality and focus for every believer. For every believer, because we have to get, we have to keep our eyes on Jesus. We have to keep our pathway on the straight and narrow. We must, we have to. I believe that the believers, us, that don't have mission, or as I like to say, mission less, they have no mission, are going to be distracted and pulled away from his presence and will have a very difficult time this year keeping on the straight and narrow. You may think to yourself, well, no, I'm not going to do that. No, look, deception is really tricky. You don't know you're deceived because you're deceived. Plain and simple. No, this is right. No, this is right. No, listen, it's not right if it doesn't, first of all, align with the word of God and it doesn't align with what he's saying, his voice. We have to keep on this straight and narrow. So Matthew chapter seven, verse 13 through 14, I'm going to read this real quick. It says this, it's on the back wall as well. Enter by the narrow gate for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Jesus is saying to the people of that day, he's saying, if you want to live this happy, go lucky, everything's okay life, that's fine. You can do that now. It is going to be wide, but you will not feel and you will not have the presence and the kingdom of God applicable to your life every day. But if you want to have the kingdom of God, and when I say the kingdom of God, I mean the king's dominion. If you want to have the kingdom of God in your life, in your walk, in your walk with him, then we must prune away all the things that don't matter and keep focused on Jesus. And this year, in 2024, I believe the enemy will ramp up his distractions more than ever before, and us as believers have to take away those distractions by focusing on Jesus. That is the straight and narrow path. So what do we mean by this? So God is beginning to prune away things that don't matter in your lives. They don't matter anymore. So hear what I'm saying. Quit trying to resurrect the things that are dead in your life. And we do that. Us believers are notorious for doing that. Why? We, 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 we resurrect relationships that we don't need anymore in our lives. We go back to our vomit, as the, as the Bible says in the Old Testament. We go back to our vomit like a dog returns to his vomit. We go back to our folly. 
Why? Because we want to resurrect things that are comfortable because we literally want to wear the same grave clothes that we went to bed with, that we're dead in our sins. But we pick them back up and we say, this is me. Look, get rid of those things. Stop trying to resurrect the old. It's dead. It's gone. It's away. Those distractions, those, those things in your life, those addictions, those thoughts in your mind about yourself, we have to get rid of them and let them die because God is beginning to open up a new new for us as we step into this new promised land. You remember back during COVID? It's a new, th- it's a new way. It's a new way of living. It's a new this. I hated that. I hated that. I didn't like the new because the new was wrapped with fear. Didn't like that at all. That's not my God. Okay. If you're still living in fear because of that, get over it. And all of us have issues and things going on. I'm not, I'm not downgrading that. But do not allow fear to run your life because fear is not your future. We try to resurrect the old relationships, ideas, thoughts, dreams. I hear the Lord saying very clearly, it's time to step ahead. It's time to move forward. It's time to prune, time to cut, time to trim the fat baby. It's about to get real serious, real fast in our country. It's about to get real serious, real fast in our walks with God. And if you are just a customer in the kingdom, you will be deceived. Please hear what I'm saying this morning. This is not just a warning. This is going to be the new way of life. If you're just a customer in the kingdom, you will be drawn away. You will be drawn away. I'll get to that in just a second. So, and this real serious too also comes with real serious joy too. Hallelujah. (laughs) It comes with real serious fun, real serious excitement, real serious miracles, real serious salvations. Look, I believe this is the year that you've been believing for, for your friends and your, co- and your loved ones and your coworkers, all those people you've been praying for to come back to Jesus. This is gonna be that year. This is gonna be the time. This is the season. Look, we're in a new place right now, man. I, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. But we, the church, capital C, is in a new place. We're in a new place and we're not gonna try to resurrect the old. Nope, we're going ahead. We're moving forward. Amen? We're moving forward. So every year we pray and ask God where you're taking us, what's next. And I want to tell you everything right now, but I can't. But you'll begin to see the unveiling of things here within the next few months. There's some great things coming down the pike, and I'm excited to share them with you. They're going to be pivotal steps in our church. They're going to be pivotal steps for you. As we move forward, I believe that this is going to be a year that we're going to begin to create legacy that will last for generations. Amen. Amen? Amen. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. The people are unrestrained, but happy is he who keeps the law. 
where there is no vision, the people run wild. That's what another translation says. The people run wild. So, like I said before, we don't really go after resolutions because resolutions is something you chase. Revelations actually come from within. Revelations are planted by God, seeds by God, that we get the co-labor with in responsibility of maturing and growing and these kinds of things. And so I'm going to read to you the last seven or eight years of our New Year's revelations. And you'll begin to see, as I look back on it, I begin to see a journey that God was taking us through leading up to right now. Okay. So 2016, this was years ago, (laughs) 2016, the New Year's revelation was live the promise. Anybody here for that time? Yeah. Okay. Remember the church was faced that way? 2017, the New Year's revelation was come alive. 2018 was thrive. 2019 was strong, strong family, strong church, strong community. 2020 was salvation. The year of salvation. 2021 was new era. Anybody remember that one? That's when we had Robbie Dawkins here? No? Okay. 2022, last year was, anybody remember? Identity. It was us. It was, oh, I'm sorry. No, it was identity. 2022 was identity. 2023 was yield. Sorry about that. Tricked you. 2022 was identity. 2023 was yield the harvest. This year, 2024, as I prayed last year, the Lord spoke to me sometime in the fall and says, I feel impressed. And, and, and this is what the Lord said to me. I want your church, I want the church, I want my church to be equipped to live. Equipped to live. So our New Year's revelation is equipped 24, equipped to live. Now this is something that God's planted in our hearts, planted in our lives. Now we get the opportunity to respond to the word. Let me say something about this idea of New Year's revelation. Back in 1996, we went to a school called Master's Commission and our director, his name was Lawrence Neeson, great guy, I've had him here a few times, he introduced this to this idea of a new revelation. So my wife and I, since 1996, have had a New Year's revelation every single year. Every single year. And because I'm your pastor, you get to partake that with me. Okay? So, equip 24. Equipped to live. All right, so let's read this together. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. I'm going to break this down, and it's going to go real fast, okay? So everyone follow along the best you can. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. We need those tabs in our Bibles. You guys remember doing Bible sword drills in children's church? Let me just say this real quick while you guys are looking, at, looking this up. Uh, Pastor Amanda Lester is doing an amazing job with the kids right now. Okay? She's doing great. Love her. And so, with that said, I would love you to participate with her. Because it is a thriving ministry. The kids love being back there. And we need at least one adult once a month back there to help corral kids, make sure kids are going to the bathroom. Okay? We just need one adult a month. Okay? So if you are, or if you're willing, okay, some of you are like, kids isn't my thing. I'm not called to kids ministry. Well, you're called to this church. So therefore, if you're called to the church, you call to engage, 
right? And so I want to encourage you today to get involved in the kids ministry just because it's awesome. And those kids are awesome. And to be quite honest with you, we need the help. If we want to see our church grow, how many of you guys want to see our church grow? Okay, great. That's almost everybody. Okay. If we want to see our church grow, okay, we need a thriving kids ministry. We need it. We need it. And guess what? We get to participate in that. We get to set it up to create a legacy for the next generation. So good. Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 through 16. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to what? Equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. I love that verse. As most churches will focus on the previous verses, I love this verse because this verse says why we have apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Why? To attain unity and to be mature, a mature church, and to be a mature believer. Verse 14. So that way we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves that are carried out by every wind of doctrine, I'll say culture, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. When every part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in what? In love. In love. I love these verses. This is the blueprint for the church, capital C, in general. But we have gotten away from the blueprint. Our hands have touched it, and we tried to manipulate it to do what we wanted to do. And I'm telling you right now, this year will be a year where we'll see the fullness of Christ because of these verses. Because you, my friend, and me, okay, because I'm under the great shepherd, okay, we're going to be equipped to do the work of the ministry. Now, you may say, well, what are you talking about? I don't, I'm not going to be a pastor, or I'm not going to be an evangelist, or I'm not going to be... No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this. Ministry, ministry isn't about a vocation. Ministry is your lifestyle. <laughs> So many people think that if I can just go and do what Pastor Jake does and speak, you don't want this, okay? <laughs> Ask my wife. Sometimes I'm going crazy because I always think, it's always going in my mind. Please have sanity. But ministry is about your lifestyle and how your lifestyle depicts who Christ is. Are you depicting the anointed one, Jesus Christ, the anointed one himself? Are you a reflection of who Christ is to the world that we live in every single day, to your sphere of influence? You will have people that you will reach long before I will ever reach. And God is pressing us and pressing our church this morning to say, will you be equipped to live? Will you be equipped? Will you allow me to prune away the things that don't need to be there anymore? 
Will you allow me to transform the way that you think? Will you allow me, God is asking us today, will you allow me to change the way you think about yourself so that way you can see who you really are in me and begin to walk accordingly? So what's the dictionary definition of equip? It means to supply with necessary items for a particular purpose, prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task, and I love the last definition is to make ready. To make ready. So let me put a timeline together of some things here that I personally have seen. This is just my, my opinion. This is the way that I've seen things unfold. Okay, maybe you've seen it differently. I'm just going to tell you how I feel in our culture and within our church. Now, pre-pandemic, I need you to go back in history with me a few years. Okay, pre-pandemic. And I'm talking about the church in general. Okay, not just our church, all right, but the church in general. Pre-pandemic, in general, the church was vibrant. Church was together. We had a mission of winning the loss and making disciples. Yep, we had our hard times. Yep, we had exposure. Yes, we had all those things. But in general, I feel like we were doing something. I feel like church was moving. People were getting saved. People were getting equipped. People were moving in a direction, right? And everything was awesome. And then the pandemic happened. I remember when the pandemic happened because we were facing this way. The platform was this way and everyone was this way. And we had a full house because stuff was being released. And you know us charismatics were like, we won't let anything happen to us. Ah!" Right? It was the first time that we introduced the song champion to the church. Anybody remember that? You are my champion. Giants fall when I stand. I've got the words. And we introduced the song champion. I remember like it was yesterday. And I said on that march, in that march, I said, guys, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know this, that we will have faith through it all. And then the pandemic took place. Everything got shut down. Everyone tracking with me? You guys remember? Something happened when the pandemic took place. Something happened to believers. Something happened to the church. Not only did we shut down and, you know, forget all that stuff. I, I, remember, I remember when, when, when uh, things were gonna happen and, and, and they shut us down. They're like, just, you know, just 14 days, the curve, whatever it was, right? Now they're coming out saying that the six-foot distancing wasn't even a scientific nothing. It was just... A good guess. So I remember all that, and it was like 14 days, and 14 days turned into a month. A month turned into two. And I remember the day that I was going to go to the board and say, guys, I'm willing to be handcuffed tomorrow to break the law, but we're going to meet. We're coming together as a church. You guys didn't know that. But I said, I'm willing. I'll pay the fine. I'll do whatever I have to do. I'll stand for the church in this. Right? And then I was driving in. Then I heard the Supreme Court of Wisconsin shot down the, the rule of no more meeting in public places. And I went, dodge that bullet. Thank God. <laughs> so the next, the next Sunday we opened up, man. 
We had two services. Things were really awesome. We had our Corona bands. Anybody remember Corona bands? Anybody remember those? I don't know why we did that. It's a great idea, right? Red, if you didn't want to be touched. Yellow, if you're okay. Green was like, give, come on, give me a sloppy way kiss. Right? And you wore, and you wore these bands around you. We were like, That whole time was weird, man. It was just a weird time to navigate through the church. Here's why. Because everybody thought their opinion was right. Everybody thought that they were right. And all of a sudden, something happened in the church. Something got introduced to the church called consumer mentality. Now, consumer mentality has kind of always been in the church. But I'll tell you what, it got highlighted during the time when we stopped meeting. Because now we've got all these options online that we can go flip, 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 flip. See, and we just scroll through our Facebook timelines to find the church that we want. And all of a sudden we begin to nitpick everything that we want and we created our own menu of what church should be like. So when churches begin to open up, the people started coming back to church with that same mentality. Consume. Take, 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 take. Take, take, take. And we lost the idea of what it meant to serve in our church. We lost the idea of what it meant. See, pre-pandemic, no big deal. Post-pandemic, post well, I don't want to do that. I'll just stay home if it, you know, it doesn't matter to me. And I'm not dogging staying home. Listen, that, that's not what this is about. This is about us, something happening in the church. And I believe it was the enemy 101 coming in saying, it's all about you and not about him. And then you become Jesus and you become God. Our mentality became higher than who he is. Fear crept in the church. People reacted rather than responded. People got this idea because of inward thinking that my ideas matter most and the love of many grow, grew cold in the church. I know. I saw the comments online that came in about me. That pastor's doing it wrong. He's this, he's that. He's, I can't believe we're doing this. Look. Everyone is a great critic until they're in the captain's seat moving ahead. Now, this isn't about me. I'm just telling you what happened in the church, capital C, because it happened all around, everywhere you went. So now we're in post-pandemic, post and that idea has still stayed within the local churches. Because you don't have this, you don't have that. I don't like what you said. I don't like the way the carpet is. I don't like how hot it is. I don't like this song. I don't like this. So we're just going to go find somewhere online and go watch. Do you really think Jesus died for such a wimp church like that? I forgot. I, I didn't know the world revolved around our ideas. I didn't know the world revolved around me and what I thought was best. And sometimes we need to put ourselves in check and understand that it's not about us, but it's about him. 
We lost the idea of coming together and rubbing elbows with one another, loving one another, serving alongside one another, knowing what it was like to be the church that Jesus purchased on the cross that he's coming back for. And I'm here to tell you right now, 2024 is a new season. Either you're with it or without it. There's no in between anymore. Come on, I got the Holy Ghost goosebumps right there. Because here's the deal. It's time to make a decision. It's time to make a choice. You're going to be a consumer or you're going to be a doer. You're going to be a consumer or you're going to be a leader. What is God pressing on the church in this hour? He's pressing on us. Hey, saints, you ready for the work of the ministry? You ready for the work of the ministry? Let me just read my notes so I stay focused because I'm about to jump off this platform. <laughs> Even though the pandemic was over, the church still remained in a state of self thinking, how does this make me happy? How does this center around me? And the customer and consumer churches abandoned their mission to try to make people happy so they wouldn't lose members. So they wouldn't lose members. That's why we have in our current generation and in the Cooley region, we have churches that have tolerated what the Bible has called blatant sin and have replaced it with feelings. That's why we have churches preaching your feeling more than the word. So now what? Moving into 2024, in which I believe is a very pivotal point in the church's direction and movement, I believe that God has put a distaste in the mouths of believers of anything consumer and is moving us to hunger and passion after him. You watch and see. Those that are hungry and thirst for the Lord will burn even more for him. And those that just simply consume will leave and deconstruct their faith for a cheaper, non-anointed version of the gospel. It's called deception. The deconstruction movement is deception. I'm not saying don't question things. I'm not saying don't do any of that. I'm saying, look, if it doesn't involve Jesus, it doesn't belong in your heart. So Equip 24 is about making sure that you're ready to, number one, know your God and make him known. Know your identity and whose you are. Know you're about mission and not consumerism. That is what equip to live means for us here at River of Life. You can play some music back there real soft. So let me just share with you a little prophetic word. Now, I want to encourage you, every single one of you. It's why we're doing conferences this year. I've got another one planned for September with a gentleman by the name of Nathan Finocchio. One of the greatest teachers you'll ever hear. He explains the word so well. He runs a university. And he's my age, I think. Younger. You don't want to miss anything that we're going to offer to you as a church. Because this church, this year, is going to equip the believers for the work of the ministry. This is the year you're going to learn how to pray for people and see miracles happen. 
This is the year we're gonna learn how to prophesy and speak things into existence because that's what God called us to do. Well, that's not how I was trained. Let the dead things go to waste and let the new things come. Let life come into your mortal bodies right now in Jesus' name. So, prophetically I say, I see our church making a community impact that will incite movement and create legacy for our church. I see our church serving first within our local church to build, encourage, and minister, and to see the lost saved and see the saved discipled. I see us serving together. I see us serving together. Serving our community. I've often asked myself this question. If our doors closed tomorrow, would the community feel it? Would there be a hole in on Alaska, the cross, West Salem, Holman? Look, I've been here for almost 10 years. I love this area. I've grown more in love with this region. I've grown more in love with you as a church. You bother me sometimes, but it's okay. It's not family unless someone bothers you, right? <laughs> I believe we have the greatest church in the area. Not one of the, the greatest church in the area. Do you believe that? I see us serving our community in ways where we're gonna be selfless in our service. We're gonna help schools, public schools. I see our church name becoming a household name within our community. And we will confidently answer the question if we close, will they feel it? You better believe they're gonna feel it. Why? Because we're not here for ourselves. We're not consumers. Come on, somebody. We're not consumers. If you're going to be a consumer, listen, you can still come to church here and consume. There's enough to go around. But you will be unhappy. And if you're unhappy, I love you. But I'm not going to listen to you. We're going to move ahead. We're going to move forward. We're going to take steps. feel it right now. You mean I can't have an opinion? Yes, have your opinion. Talk amongst yourselves and figure it all out. But I and we ain't got no time for that. We're going to serve together. So I want to introduce you to a new website here that I created. It's part of our church website. It's called goriver.org serve. I don't know. Did I put it back there? I don't think I put it back there. It's okay. GoRiver.org forward slash surf. On this page, you will find a way how you can start serving. Now, we've had a protocol here where you've got to go through classes and you've got to do this in order to serve. After contemplating and thinking and getting some direction from our board, but also from just the Lord, if you want to serve, we want to get you in there. Because that's where growth begins to happen. Right? That's where things take place. Now, if you're crazy, we're going to pull you out, okay? But, but we want you to serve, okay? And we'll find places for you to do that. We'll start here at our, at our church. But we're going to develop serve teams for our community. Where we're going to go shovel sidewalks. 
We're gonna go mow lawns. We're gonna go help schools. We're gonna go bless businesses. We're going to lead our community of what it looks like to be a servant to all mankind. Amen? Moving on. I see many of you moving into your identity. And honestly, God has already been speaking to you about it. You're just going to move into it now. But you have to keep, you have to keep stepping. You've got to keep moving forward. I see your church is a vibrant community of believers that affect the well-being of each other and our community. I see revival. I see his presence in a greater way. I see us not being timid any longer, but full of bravery and courage to see God move in powerful ways. I see you being a mature body of believers, helping and raising young people to serve, to move beyond what makes me happy to how can I serve and raise the next generation. So as I close, I wanna end with this last part of this verse again. Ephesians chapter four, verses 13 through 15. This is us. This, these verses right here, this is our church. We're creating legacies for the now and the future. Verse 13. Until we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed and fro by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Amen. Mario, did you want to say something? Okay, make it quick, okay? It's dangerous when you give a preacher a microphone. Preachers, right? I felt very strongly that I needed to share something quickly. Um, just as Pastor Jake was extended this invitation for, with the website slash serve. I felt that some of you feel very, very unworthy, very sinful and very much down in the slums and you feel like, thank you for the website, but I don't feel worthy. I have nothing to give. <clears throat> I know that right now some of your hearts are pounding like they're gonna jump out of the chest. I don't say this very lightly. I, I really try to obey when I feel strongly to say something. And this is one of those moments. And I just want to tell you that this is an amazing invitation from the Lord. He's extending his hand, just like when Peter was sinking in the water and he's telling you, would you believe me? Would you trust me? I want to use you. God is not looking for people who are able. He's looking for people who are available. He's the one that equips. He's the one that gives the gifts. He's the one that gives the talents. All he wants from you is to be available to say, here am I, Lord, use me. And you get refined in the process. Pastor Jake will tell you that none of us are worthy. Um, I don't know about Pastor Jay, but every time I'm invited to preach, I have this thing on the inside. Like I take this very serious. I know it does too. And if I have to jump here or Pastor Jake or anyone else when you feel worthy, I'm sure we can tell you all of us that none of us would ever jump on this stage. So you're in a good company with people still in the process of being more and more like Jesus. But if you today say, I am available, don't worry about anything else. God is giving you a chance to be part of something much greater than you. 
God has given you a chance to grow in the middle of everything that's happening, what an amazing opportunity to say, Lord, I am unable, but I am available. Is that enough for you? And God is telling you, yes, it is. See right there is a perfect example of uh, Ephesians chapter four. Some gave apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Well, Mario just operated as a pastor because I'm an apostle all day long, and I go, "You better get with it." And he's, everyone's welcome. Both same things, different words, different, different, different gifting, different anointing, and that's what I'm talking about. The body of Christ working together to see the kingdom of God advance. Let's pray. Father, thanks for today. I love you with all my heart. I'm going to ask the ministry team to come forward. Come on forward, guys. You're so good to us, Jesus. If you're asking yourself, can I be part of the prayer team? You can. Come on Sunday mornings at 9. Real quick question now to be foolish, not to ask this question. Is there anybody here this morning, everybody head bowed and eye closed, that you never really given your life to Jesus before and you want to today? If that's you, just raise your hand, put it right back down. One, two, thank you so much. I see your hands, you can put them right back down. Praise God. Anybody else that says that's me, Pastor, pray for me, man. I wanna give my life to Jesus right now. I wanna give my life to Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Praise God, it's good. That's good. That's good. So, Father, let's just all stand. Jesus, I just uh, thank you, God, for every single person here, God. Lord, and you've laid out for us, God, this idea, this equip. Lord, and uh, help us to walk this out with you. Help us, Lord Jesus, to move with you and to step with you. God, I thank you, God, for those who have, who have said yes, because our yes is an invitation for God's more. So God, thank you for those people who have said yes already. God, I pray you would just move upon their heart, their family. God, for every single person that's here that says, man, God, I, I want this. God, I just pray we would just step into it. It's easy. Just say yes. Father, we love you. We honor you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me give some direction here. If you raise your hand, Pastor Mario is right over here. He would love to visit with you before you leave. So don't leave without going and saying hi to him and he can talk about you, your decision today. If you need prayer for anything this morning, we have our ministry team up here to pray for. If you need prayer for anything, healing in your body, whatever the case is, just come and find him and stuff. Love you guys. Have a great day. Go, Pat, go.